1: The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. Welcome back to the Pure Hoops podcast. A very special show today. Usually my partner, three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong. 91, 92, 93 is my running mate. And today uh, I get an NBA champion from 94, 95. So without further ado... (laughs) Two-time NBA champion inside the NBA's own and New York's finest, Mr. Kenny Smith, joins the Pure Hoops podcast today. Kenny, thanks for coming aboard. I know it's a busy time for you during the playoffs. How are you? Uh, doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, Kenny, just so you know, I still have a 516 area code on the phone. And uh, you and I shook hands and met many years ago uh, Coach Kamani Young, mutual friend from back in the day. Oh, for sure. um, I've got a great affinity for New York Hoops, which uh, we'll talk about uh, in addition to the playoffs. But before we dive into that, um, something very exciting you are uh, involved in now. It's called Bright. It's a new platform. It's a live video conversation platform. And uh, in reading this information, I got super excited because next week, Wednesday, June 16th, you and former backcourt teammate Vernon Maxwell are sitting down for a convo. How did this all come about with Bright and what are you looking forward to most about uh, what you're doing with your former teammate? Well, you know, obviously, um,
0: like you said, Bright, new platform. Uh, when I was introduced to it, I just thought it was a great idea. I thought it was a um, just a, 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 a different way to introduce people to uh, different mechanisms from sports to all all over. And, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of different. Um, vehicles for that but you know i think the pandemic actually helps bring this on it's like you know where people want to you know sit they get an opportunity to see things live ask questions uh without physically being there um and so now you get a chance worldwide you know people all over the world instead of just in one location um in one location doing that you get people from all over the world so for me it's just a great opportunity um I'm, I'm investing in the company as well so uh it's just a lot of it's just a great great time and, and, and it's called championship talk so we're going to talk about what it takes to be a championship how you get there all different mechanisms about championships that's what we're going to be talking about
1: I love it I will definitely be uh tuning in um flashing back to being 16 years old watching Knicks Rockets in that finals and of course uh the cutaways to the news as well on June seventeenth, ninety-four. <laughs> so you're literally doing it almost twenty-seven years to the day, um, which is which is pretty crazy. But you know, you said something really interesting, and and Kenny, uh, this is a big part of what I do. I also direct and produce um, all the smoke with Stack and Barnes, and mm. our the pandemic taught us so much about doing these conversations and remote talks and staying up with people from the past. What was it like for you, just someone who has such a basketball history, has so many relationships in the game, has so many bonds? What was it like for you not being able to be around people in the game? And how much more are you appreciating these convos in the game now that we're halfway through 2021? I think, you know, I'd be
0: remiss to say that, you know, I was different from anyone else. I think we all would do some type of withdrawal uh, from being not being around people, not engaging um, you know, I was fortunate enough where, you know, my, 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 uh, media family and my kids, we all live in the same area. So we, this, my house was kind of the conjugation house. So everyone was there. Uh, it was a bonding time, honestly, uh, as, as, um, negatively if it was worldwide, you know, we, we were blessed to not have people, uh, affected by the pandemic, um, uh, of COVID-19 in terms of death in our immediate family. So Uh, but it was a bonding time for us. We got a chance to be around each other, you know, 22 hours in a day, you know, where everyone's just in the immediate rooms, like one room to the next that hadn't happened since they were young kids. So that was a great opportunity to, to reconnect, to kind of revisit some of the things that we had, you know, about each other. So for me, that was, that was the only positive and a big one. Uh
1: during the pandemic. For sure. It's it's great you were able to experience that. And obviously now we're figuring out what the other side is going to look like. And I know every time I sit down to watch a playoff game, I appreciate it that much more now because we knew what life was like without it. Uh, obviously a really interesting playoff thus far. Three of the four final fours from the bubble, Miami, LA, and Boston are out. We've got the conference semis going on right now. Um, I want to start first with the Bucs and Nets series, um, a lot of talk on Inside the NBA, obviously, with you guys about that series, especially after game two. Uh, Bucks come back, grind out game three. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this series, Kenny, and what can Milwaukee do to uh, make life for themselves offensively easier than it's been?
0: Well, I, th- I think the, the one thing is, um, you know, I, I always say it's going to come down to defensive stops, honestly. Um, they've done a great job, the Nets in games one and two, of really, you know, getting five to six consecutive stops against Giannis' ability to get to the rim. Um, and, and it's going to take two to three, four defensive stops to, to beat the Nets um, because the games are going to be so similar in terms of this, a lot of similarities in terms of scoring, you know, I think both teams can score at a premium, but I think it, there comes a point where who's going to be the better defensive key uh, team in the key moments. And I thought last night in game three, I thought as great as Kevin Durant was, I thought that in key moments,
1: though, there was still stops that the Milwaukee Bucks were able to make. For sure, yeah. I guess where I struggled with was just game two, just the constant settling for perimeter, 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 without attacking the paint. And we know what happens when the Nets get out in transition; they're impossible to stop. So yeah, you have an advantage. Um, they have an advantage. I mean, the, the clear advantage is the size, and even um,
0: you know, I, I, I would, I would, I'm, I'm trying to see if they're going to experiment with the fact of having Giannis not bring the ball up and just go straight to the post. Yeah, you know, and, and he goes straight to the post and you post him up. And then he becomes a passer from the post, kind of what they do with Jokic. Uh, instead of always having him at the top, Jokic goes at the top, but he also he goes straight to the box and they throw it to him. And then he, then when you double him, you double the team in guys, they're going to one, leave them for old, wide open threes or you're going to give them layups. So. And he's such a prolific scorer inside. I think he has post moves. So I'm, I'm surprised that they don't do that more
1: took the words right out of my mouth. I was ranting on this last night and um, you know what, whether, I mean, you you know, the, you know, the rules of this a whole lot better than I do. Right. But the ball's got to get into the paint at some point. So whether it's dribble penetration, pick and roll or post, it doesn't matter. It's got to get there. So. Well, uh, um, yeah, by dribble, by
0: dribble or the nets, you know, because Harden and and when he's playing and and Kyrie, they're so crafty to get into the, it's like a post-up player, you know, because they they get into the paint off the dribble. So if you're not getting it off the dribble, then you need to initially get there. And uh, even with Lopez, you know, he's difficult to guard for, I think, for the Nets as well. But they don't really, to me, take advantage of that, uh, which is surprising.
1: Yep. The other series in the East, obviously, uh, the Atlanta Hawks are a team that had one heck of a second half of the season after the change to Nate McMillan. They get past the Knicks in five and they're taking on a Sixers team. Joel Embiid is obviously playing hurt, but still putting up uh, some impressive numbers. Um, Kenny, do you think Atlanta can get this done? I mean, it's, it's clear they can make this a challenging and difficult series. Do you think Atlanta can come out of this thing and get to the conference finals or does Philly have enough with an injured Embiid to, to win four games here? Well, they have a
0: lot, you know, I mean,
1: what, what Atlanta has is a, a pace setter. They have a, they have a,
0: someone who can set the pace, and that's Trey Young, where his greatest score he is, but he, he gets them to play at a pace that Donjanovic and Hunter, when he's healthy, and uh, Capella gets alley-oops, and, you know, they have so many guys that can play well at that pace. That is the most important part. If you look at what Chris Paul is able to do, what LeBron is able to do, um, is create a pace that his teammates play and feel comfortable at. Uh, so, yes, they could do that because this guy has really shown that he can do it
1: as well. How excited are you about what the future of that team can be around Trey and all this young, versatile talent they have? Yeah, I mean, they still, they still have guys hurt, like Cam Reddish, who's just coming back, you know, uh,
0: who has been hurt all year, you know, coming off the bench. Like, they have a, a really explosive young now getting experience. A lot of times teams aren't experienced and
1: young. They're getting experience and being young at the same time. Yep. Speaking of young and experienced Western Conference, um, let's look first at the Phoenix Suns and what they've been able to do against the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, Denver without Jamal Murray, Will Barton just back in the lineup. As great as Joker is, uh, this is a tall task for them, and, and we're seeing why on the floor. Uh, how impressed are you with Phoenix here and um, the path that's in front of them, which uh, should get them to the Western Conference Finals? Super impressed, you know. But the one thing about them also is, you know,
0: um, they they the team that went eight and zero in the bubble is the same team we're watching pretty much with the addition of uh, Chris Paul. So Rubio was running the point; they went eight and zero. Chris Paul continues that and adds more to it. Um, the team with Denver is not the same team we saw in the ball. You know, they have four different guys in the starting line, you know, Capaccio and,
1: uh, you know, Aaron Gordon. And the, and the Jeremy, the Jeremy Grant loss is still, yeah, yeah, I felt, huge. I think, because yeah, of that, it's, it's that, a, that versatility. It's a different team with a, with a Jokic
0: MVP. And so you're saying, you know, can they do it? Austin Rivers instead of like that, that's, those four guys were not part of that success that they had last year. So I was surprised that they actually played so well in round one. Uh, now I think they've run into a team with Phoenix who is young and experienced. They, they got young guys and now they have experience as well. So yep. I think that will,
1: that is the difference. How, how impressed specifically have you been, because Aiton is not the same player he was last year. He's taking the next step and bridges as well. I mean, they are extremely confident and comfortable right now for guys in their first NBA postseason.
0: Yeah, I think, um, Aiton is a throwback in terms of, you know, the way he, 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 uh, is productive, you know, he's not taking threes. He's not staying perimeter. Uh, everything is inside the paint. Um, but the one thing I always say, if you, if you can't shoot the three, you have to be able to guard it. And he can guard the three. So I think that's really um, has helped him out. But the, the, to me, the biggest part of his game is that he takes one aspect of Joker away, is the interior. So he doesn't just post up and be able to score in the post. And now he's, he's more of a perimeter big. Where when he plays most guys, he can do both. Um, yep. he could take them on the outside and he could score in the end. You know, there are not many defenders that can do that. And Aiden has for some reason been able to find find that niche of how to like lock this guy down on the on the interior. And he's taken one aspect of his game away.
1: Final series in the West, the Utah Jazz, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I'll share some some Donovan Mitchell backstory in a moment, but Jazz up 2-0. Clippers got out of that series with Dallas. We felt it would help them be more battle-tested and ready for the Jazz, who are, again, without Connelly. What have you seen in the first two games, and how concerned are you about the Clippers being down 2-0 going home to L.A.? Well,
0: I mean, that's very concerning. But, you know, um, I, I would say, as, you know, game three, obviously, for them is, is is a big dictator. It's easy to see that, obviously. We all could see it. I, I would say that they're they're not out of it. Um, and and there's obviously concerns when you're down 0-2, but they just haven't finished games. So you say maybe when we go home, there'll be a comfort level in certain guys to finish off games. They've been around, you know, at the end of those games. They just haven't finished. Donovan Mitchell had in game one was astronomical, and then in game two, uh, Clarkson joined in. But can they finish games? That that has really been the difference Um, in the series is, Donovan Mitchell has been the closer and he's finished games off for for the Utah Jazz where uh, Kawhi and or Paul George has not done that.
1: Yeah, and to your point earlier about young and getting experience, the Suns, the Hawks, this is now Donovan's fourth year in the playoffs. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: aside from the Clarkson uh, emergence and then obviously last year adding Mike Conley and they added Bogdanovich, but Ingles, Gobert, Favors has been there with them before. Uh, mm. a, lot of fami- a lot of familiarity here in, in, in Utah. Um, being that you are uh, one of the New York City great point guards and came from that echelon, um, you know, I, I want to get your thoughts on Donovan. I had the, um, the fortunate experience, and this was all instinct, where I got connected to this AAU team back in 2012. Uh And uh, it turned out to be Donovan Mitchell and Eric Paschal and Mike Williams from Bishop Laughlin, who went on to be a captain at Rutgers. And I documented them for four months on their run to the Nationals. And everyone asked me who from this team is going to go places. And I kept saying, you got to check out Donovan and Eric. And this was before Donovan got to prep school and got recruited. Um, How proud are you uh, of how he's repped New York and Um, What have you seen from his emergence, both talent and leadership-wise? The one thing that I noticed that that he does that most guys
0: can't do is he creates a base to shoot after making multiple moves. Uh, His base is in his balance before he goes up to shoot, no matter if he's doing step back between the legs, behind the back, spin. And then all of a sudden, he gets the center of gravity and he goes straight up and straight down. That is a very difficult athletic part of his game. And probably the best why he's such a great shooter now from the perimeter. But I think what the probably the most underrated part of his game is his shoot. Um, He is a knockdown three point shooter. So. Now, you know, you put all of the ball handling skills and the ability to get to the rim and we see the dunks. But to me, the most underrated part of his game that people don't talk about a lot and say, oh, wow, he's one of the top five shooters in the NBA. I think he's one of the top five shooters in the NBA.
1: Yeah, especially, and this happened um, too often in the first half of game two, the Clippers are staying back on that ball screen uh, with help. And you said it his base, his elevation, and that shot is getting up before they can close out at all. So, yeah. um, he, like emergence. I said,
0: he, he, his shooting is, you know, we talk about Dane, we talk about, you know, Steph, we even talk about Kyrie, but I think this guy's right there with him. You know, in terms of shooting the basketball with proficiency and, and, with,
1: and in traffic, he's right there. Yeah. Um, we only got a couple of minutes left, so on this subject matter of guard play in this era that we're in, um, from your perspective, just how incredible has this evolution of talent, skill, creativity, range? I mean, it's it's been this last seven, eight years. We, we can name all the guys, but h- how exciting has it been that the game has gone this way skill-wise, performance-wise uh, with all these great guards? Yeah, I mean, the – the evolution
0: of the game has changed dramatically, uh, over the, over the past, you know, like you said, seven, 10 years. And obviously Steph Curry, Dame Lillard has a, a great deal to do with that. Uh, the way the game is played, but the, you know, the rule change is also enhancing, um, you know, without a hand check, you're, you're not seeing half you when you're a hand check, you're only seeing half the court. You're, you're, only, you're only seeing half the court. When you're not, you see the whole court, you become a better ball handler. You become a better shooter because you're always squared to the rim. So, you know the rule changes along with that then guys are like oh if this is going to be the rule well let me perfect this let me perfect the fact that i could get my shot off anytime if i'm if i dribble the ball three or more three or more times i probably could get my shot off so you know it's just great to watch cuz i'm a little guy i you know i'm you know I, I like to see the the uh the ball in people's hands the trickery and the and the mastery that they have and i love to see the shooting so as
1: a fan it's just a great experience slightly different than having Derek harper and greg anthony draped all over you and no with the, two hands it wasn't even one the of two hands
0: two <laughs> handset. you know you can't you know, no matter how
1: fast you are
0: you can't move with two hands
1: are you <laughs> Yep, for sure kenny this was great we really appreciate the time uh again check out the bright platform it's a new live video conversation platform Kenny Smith, Vernon Maxwell, next week, Wednesday, June 16th. It's called Champions Talk, and uh, we're excited. To it's going it to be out, crazy. Kenny. I'll tell you that. Vern, B Max. when I get, he and I get together, the
0: conversations go, they go left fast.
1: I can only imagine. <laughs> you think Hopefully. Chuck and I and, and Jack's <laughs> conversations go left. Imagine what is going to happen here. So safe to say limited filters on the conversation yes. oh, yeah, next oh, yeah. week. It's the cable, it's the cable version. <laughs> premium cable. Love it. Kenny, thank you so much. Good luck with that. We'll check it out next week, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.
0: That was dope. Oh!
1: Special thanks again to Kenny Smith of Turner Sports and Inside the NBA. Ernie, Chuck, Kenny, and Shaq have written the book on NBA studio shows, and we thank him for sharing his time with us. Here at Pew Herpes Media, we also have lots of great hoop content, and we, we invite you to check us out. The Mike Wise Show drops each and every Monday. That will have ESPN's Adam Schefter, who's known for his NFL work, but is also a passionate hoop fan. Schefter and I actually went to the same high school. Schefter and Mike have a great discussion comparing Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. Check out Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin, featuring Jeff Goodman of Stadium Sports, and his insight on the post-Coach K era, which approaches us at Duke as well as some of the latest Boston Celtics front office drama. Buckets, boards, and blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure drops every Thursday. Get that in your rotation. And I'll be back with BJ Armstrong next week to talk more NBA playoffs with the Pure Hoops podcast. We also have a ton of great content in our quick hitters that you can listen to and watch on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, simply plug in Pure Hoops Media, until next week for my partner bj armstrong producer extraordinaire bruce bernstein and the rest of the pure hoops media family i'm eric newman stay classy stay safe stay pure the pure hoops podcast is a presentation of pure hoops media let's jump into pepper's world of play
0: look for spring flowers Hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.